Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Welcome to Up to 90. Hey. How are you, missus? I'm grand, grand. I'm de- I don't know whether it's uh, the old darkness or whatever, but I'm definitely in lockdown mode, I have to say. <laughs> well, I'm not going to start off the conversation by saying any news, because honestly, if anyone's asking you any news at the moment, the answer is no. Please stop with your any news, any crack, banned, banned. They're on the ban list. None of us have any crack and none of us have any news. I know. There's not a lot going on. Up to 90, up to 90, up to 90 with Emma and Julie. Oh, yeah. I had an abracadabra yesterday. Well, hello there, Colin Farrell. Is this SponCon? Do we even know? Do you know what? They'd be an amazing sponsor, wouldn't they? In El Abracadabra. We've been trying to get them for years. I mean, they don't seem to be taking bait whatsoever, but uh, it was my first time, <laughs> would you believe this, Judy? It was my first time using Deliveroo. Oh, stop it. Your first time using Deliveroo? Yeah, because at other places, I'd either uh, like order it from the Chinese or chipper or whatever, or I'd just go to the place and pick it up. So this is my first time using Deliveroo because I was really just like, I really, I really just don't want to have to go anywhere. But it was thrilling. It was absolutely thrilling tracking. When they arrive my- on the bike. Tracking, well, he was in a car. This is what I don't understand. Is there different forms of delivery? But, well, obviously, I only ever got a delivery which arrived on a bike. And then I feel bad because my chicken korma would be, well, chicken tikka is my favorite order on a, uh, if I'm evading of an old delivery. But I always found that it was slightly tepid. And I just didn't want to complain because the poor man obviously cycled as fast as he could. You know what I mean? It just, it's. <laughs> You need to, I'm not asking for Lance Armstrong here, but you need to up the cardio because this is, I mean, I had to microwave this just so you know. I just feel bad when they arrive on the bikes. I know the whole point is that like, you know, you're paying the extra bit to get it delivered, but like you're still giving the tip. Of course you are. So like you end up paying so much more for the product. 
I know. Well, who? I mean, look, if you're getting takeaway, that's like the least of your fucking worries. But I don't know why he wasn't on a bike, actually. He was definitely in a car because I was tracking him and I was like, he's coming into the estate now. And it was pretty exciting, I have to say, the whole experience. Um, but do you, do you not find, though, you know, with the tracking, mm-hmm. I always think even though you know it's safe, like, you know, he's bringing you something nice, like you still feel slightly panicked that they're coming to kill you. Do you not feel slightly alarmed as you see them nearing the premises? No. <laughs> I always feel like that. I'm like, there's something about just watching watching this vehicle approach my gaff. I'm like, I mean, I'm sure this is fine, but I do feel it, it instantly kind of invokes my flight or fight reaction. And I feel like I should flee. Is that something I should talk to uh, talk to someone I think- about? I think you should talk to somebody about that. I find the whole, I like I said to somebody recently, I think I'm only really getting takeaways. It's nothing to do with actually wanting a takeaway or the hunger. It's just more the adrenaline rush of getting a takeaway and hoping that it all works out okay and everyone gets what they ordered and stuff. Like I could look out the window and see like a fire brigade and an ambulance outside and all I'm thinking is, God, I hope the the delivery is going to be able to get down the road with all that commotion. Like I'm so, yeah. the, the tunnel vision is real when I'm in, when I'm in the height of just waiting for the food. And I don't even think it's about well, the food, uh, you know? I Yeah, I think, I, I think you do get a bit singular when you've ordered a takeaway, don't you? Like you could get any news, like you order the takeaway and within that 40 minutes or that hour long window, you could get any news, anything could happen and you're still just focused on getting that takeaway. Well, that's the only little bit of excitement these days, really. Yeah, no, definitely. It's the only bit. Well, you see, we can't get takeaways. So like you're really... You know, this is salt in my mountainside wound. Is there no takeaway that you can get? So our nearest takeaway, now I have given them a shout out before, but the Owl Fish Box um, in town is our favourite takeaway. And we do go there, but we live like nearly half an hour from town. So realistically, by the time it gets home, you know, I mean, you can't, it's not a delivery situation. So Fred has to drive in. And by the time he's home, it's generally, you know, needs needs a little bit of heating up, which mm. I do think just takes from the whole takeaway experience if you have to migrate. But it's still delish. God. There's tough. no delivery option in Dingle. None whatsoever. You have to get in your car and you have to get that food yourself. So it's just, it's not the same. I'm just thinking of like this obviously years ago this is before Joe and Tommy myself and Ella and Shane went camping in the tents the whole shebang right and it was it was in uh Wexford this little campsite very nice the weather was grand you know a bit of fun or whatever and we decided when we arrived we had a little fire thing or whatever and we're like oh you know, first night here, let's get a little bit of takeaway as a little treat, a little bit of fun. And Shane went up to the takeaway. And Shane was like, oh, yeah. Uh, he's like, yeah, actually, I'll, I'll get the taco fries. So I can't remember what me and Ella got, but whatever we got. Well, now, can I just say, you're playing with fire. 
when you've gone camping and you're ordering taco fries in this situation, I mean, I think taco fries at the best of times, like, look, we're all asking as few questions as possible. What meats in the taco fries? Okay, bit of everything, grand. Like, you're not, I mean, it surprises me because Shane's not a massive meat eater that that would be his choice. But you see, he is a fan of taco fries. So me and Ella had kind of opened up our stuff and uh, absolutely fine and, you know, happy with what we're looking at. And Shane, I think he got a burger, so maybe he kind of inspects the burger first and he finally gets around to looking at the taco fries (laughs) and he opens the lid, right? And what he's presented with is a tray of chips and on top of the chips is it's basically tinned tomato, chopped tinned tomato poured over the taco fries, and the tomatoes are just straight out of the tin. They're cold. Oh my god! I mean, it was. And what a kind bad of? I mean, so. Day. That's pretty great. Was there a bit of cheese on top? No, like maybe they no. were going for a salsa vibe. Oh, well, I mean, a bit of cheese. Can we just say a bit of cheese on top forgives a multitude of sins? Like if, if I have a dinner and if it can't be fixed by a bit of cheese on top, well, then, you know, we're in dire straits because everything can be can be fixed with a bit of cheese on top. No, there was no cheese. And I think... We were horrified because we're like, what even is the fuck? What is that? So it was like as if somebody, they obviously have it on the menu, but like nobody had asked for taco fries before and somebody had been sent like a blurry picture of what taco fries were and they just were like, looks like just chips with like kind of red stuff on it. Like, oh yeah, we'll just put a few tin tomatoes on it. But the worst thing about that experience is and it's happened again. Like, I mean, that was an extreme case. And I hope, I, I mean, I should have maybe, you know, set a warning before I said that because it may be triggering for some people. Like, that was the worst case. But in that situation, when your food is completely fine and the other person's food is a fucking disaster, it's such a horrible situation for you to be in because you have to downplay the enjoyment that you're having from your food. And you have to yeah, kind of make suggestions. Yeah, I mean, you don't want to have, you don't want to be in a sharing situation. Like nobody's going splitsies with Shane, who's ordered chips covered in chopped tomatoes. You kind of try. Like make- Shane, you made your choice. You made your choice. I just think live by the sword, die by the sword. It's every man for themselves. You're kind of making suggestions, like. Would you try, could you maybe pour out the, some of the tomatoes or, and they're just at the point then when they've given up and they're like, oh, how, you're like, well, mine's okay. It's just, it's very awkward. What did you get last night? I got um, a chicken. Oh, well, so I got uh, cheese, bacon and garlic sauce fries. Now, really what I want is I want the old school Eddie Rockets bacon cheese fries. Oh, my God. Empty your pockets, Eddie Rockets. It can't be beat, honestly. Yeah. Do you remember the time? Can't the be. Sophie Tuscan to Plantier episode and the end of it. And I just give a big clangor 
at the end and I say, what do you think of that, Emma? And you said, uh, I think we need to go to Eddie Rockets because you were so hungover. And that's like our second most listened to episode. And you were bored off your tits. You're like, I couldn't give two shits. Like within 60 seconds, you're like, who fucking did it? Tell me the time. I'm like, just let me talk you through some of the story. You're like, no, sorry. And you were sitting there with your hood on. <laughs> well, I mean, I think that's really interesting that one of our most pop, most popular episodes ever, I say about 16 words. I mean, that's a real wake up call for me, isn't it? Well, I think all I say so much- is let's get, <laughs> let's get bacon cheese fries. That's my only contribution to that episode. I know. I, I think in your defence, I think at one point you also said, come on, Julie, get on with it at some stage as well. Like, let's just give you credit where credit is due. Um, yeah, no, I, I, I would love an L takeaway. One of these days, it's going to happen for Christmas. I know it. We're going to get an L takeaway. Yeah, I, I didn't get to have takeaway food, but I did do the next best thing last night, which was I Googled myself. Did you see this? Yes. I threw the results I, up. Did, on, you, on. did you really Google yourself? Because that's I, I, I commented, did you do this just after our phone call? Because I was like, did she really? She's like, yeah, no, no, you're dead right out. Right? Yeah, yeah. And then like, mm, I think I'll just go and Google myself. <laughs> Well, I mean, Googling yourself is self-harm. Let's face it. I mean, you know, you're only Googling yourself if you hate yourself. Let's face it. So, no, I didn't do it after our phone conversation. I don't know what got into me. I'm not sure I've ever had the balls to Google myself, but I did. I'd had one glass of wine, needless to say. And you know when the wine has been open for a week and you're like, it's grand. And then you've one glass of wine and... You basically black out. You think to yourself, this is just vinaigrette now. So I had my glass of wine, Google myself, and then the results that came up. So I typed in Julie J, and obviously Julie J is the first thing that comes up. The second one, Julie J Twitter. And the third suggestion, Julie J Twitter meltdown. And I have never felt so on brand. I just like the way everything is so cohesive. So Julie J, you're looking her up. You're a corporate, you're a big company. You want someone fun. You fancy a bit of comedy for your staff party. You think, you know, I've heard this girl, Julie J, which let's face it, isn't going to happen. You think, you know what? I was once in the inter one night. I think there was some mad bitch called Julie J. You look it up. And the first option that comes up is Julie J Twitter meltdown. How am I not getting more corporates? That's the big question. My brand is so cohesive. Well, I, I think about the old Twitter uh, meltdown was I got more messages from people after the meltdown had been deleted. And was there oh. an apology for the meltdown? What do you think people were... Um, people heard think, about the meltdown two... and they want... They wanted to see it. A lot of people never saw yeah. the Twitter meltdown, you see. So they were like, what the, what the fuck does she keep? And now this, again, this is going to lead to people to search this Twitter meltdown again. But it's like an of urban course. legend at Listen, this stage. You know people haven't, could you just, just put it back up? Do you know, you're right. Actually, there must be a screenshot floating around. If anyone's out there and you have a screenshot, send it to me and we'll just put it up on the Up to 90 Insta page just to have it there as a reference point. I think that would be a good idea. Hilariously, you probably heard that 
you probably heard that vibrate. I got yeah. a Google Pixel 4a phone. Really like it. This is not sponsored by Google. But I cannot for the life of me turn off vibrate. <laughs> so I keep vibrating and Ted is just a nervous wreck. <laughs> How did I that? can't. Can anyone help me? I, I have to put this on airplane mode now, Emma, because I just can't switch off the bloody vibrate. Do you know what I read today? I think you're going to find this very funny. Do you know? I, I imagine you're not the type who watches that Mummy Diaries. Mm. Do you watch Mummy Diaries? No. What's that? No. With Sam and so her So you know with the it? fair sisters? Sam and Billy, yeah. yeah, from Towie, the only way is Essex. So I just, I found this so funny. So Sam put up uh, a picture today on her Instagram and she decided to quote Anne Frank in her caption. So she shared a snap of herself in her bedroom and she's got like, you know, the upholstered, um, uh, the upholstered headboard behind her and she's, you know, staring into the light and she says, what a wonderful thought it is that some of the best days of our lives haven't hap- even happened yet. Couldn't have said it better myself, Anne Frank. How funny is that, Emma? I mean, I mean, I just, isn't that just, I actually, I did smile out loud when I read that. I said to myself, that is just, I think I'm bad for the lack of self-awareness. And then Sam Fares goes and quotes Anne Frank in relation to her new bed. Uh, I mean, thoughts. I am not going to be dishonest here and call myself are claimed to be some sort of history buff but I think for all of us like we all kind of have the gist of Anne Frank's story don't we I would I mean I would think so unless you're Justin Bieber is this like was this a sponsored post about getting a free bed I, I don't know, was it a sponsored post? But she's sitting on the bed and, uh, oh yeah, sorry. It's just, a, it's one of those, oh, I, you know, I'm getting a bit sick of these. Hashtag stay positive, hashtag focus on the good. I'm getting a little sick of these hashtag stay positive posts, guys. Come on. Like you're quoting Anne Frank and you're saying hashtag stay positive. I mean, honestly, I think we need to get some perspective here. Jesus Christ. I mean, I'm not surprised. No, I mean, Sam, she doesn't, you know, she doesn't seem like the swiftiest Sam, does she? No, that wouldn't have been her major selling point. I mean, in a way, I'm like, Jesus, fair play to them that they're still making an old living and getting like a TV show. I mean... I I never would have predicted them. I totally get Gemma Collins kind of having her oh, her own thing going of on. Of course. Oh yeah. I mean, but I mean, Gemma's like a totally different ballpark. You see, I suppose you could criticize. You could criticize the fairs, but and Sam and Billy, but ultimately, like the appetite. You know, the appetite for them is there because it's no mean feat these days to have a TV show that's definitely in its third or fourth season at this point. Yeah, that's a lot, isn't it? 
I mean, and, you know, it's standing the test of time. Like personally, you know, I wouldn't necessarily have much interest in them. I do find the whole situation with Paul, the partner, a little bit like he just, I can't quite see the appeal of him as a human being. But ultimately, I wish them no ill. I just think it is mildly amusing that she is comparing her situation to Anne Frank's. I love that, I mean, Julie, where you're like... no similarity there. Like, nothing, nothing against or anything. I just can't find the appeal of him being a human being as a human being. I mean... <laughs> like, don't get me wrong. I don't like, with him. No, Robin seems like a nice guy, but just like he's not he's not pulling off the human being part for me. That's just for me. I'm just, look, and what I'm saying is I'm not fully convinced he's human. But at the same time, you know, Even there's enough. no denying he exists, is what I'm saying. Um so I, I now I will I will say in his defense, do you remember Paul Senior got into a bit of a bit of bother a few years ago when he kissed his mother on the lips. I'm sure you saw that clip that was going around and a lot of people were like, that is so gross, shifting your mother. But I will say, I mean, look, live and let live. That's what I say, Emma. But (laughs) but Harper, do you remember there was a thing as well with Harper Beckham kissing David on the lips when she was kissing the dad? I think, I mean, look, I speak for everyone when I say, Sorry, but if David Beckham was your dad, of course you're going to be kissing him on the lips. Like, I see nothing wrong with it. Jesus, I just find... But these shows, like, when if you watch them and you fast forward through all the intro music and the ads and whatever, like, there's... You know what I mean? There's maybe seven minutes of content and most of it is Nell, that little, is it Billy's little girl? I haven't a fucking clue. I don't know. It's just like, I think, you know what I think, I hate to say it about a five-year-old, but I do think the hype has got to Nell or Nelly or whatever. (laughs) I used to be a big fan of her, but I honestly think she's changed. And I'm not just saying that, just to be controversial. I think Nell has changed. I think the fame has gone to her head a bit. What is she for, is she? Nelly. Nelly is her name. I'd say she's four or five, maybe. And she's extremely cute. But I just think, you know, as I say, I think the hype could have gone to her a little bit. I mean, look, let Sam quote Anne Frank. It's fine. I mean, it's not as bad. Do you remember when Justin Bieber went to Anne Frank's house? And wrote in the guest book, oh, Anne was a great girl. Hopefully she would have been a believer. I mean, way to make the Holocaust about you, Justin. (laughs) But speaking of Nelly, I was only thinking of Nelly the other day. Why? Why Why did we all lap up that Anne likes bird? Such a crap um, well, it's funny you mentioned Nelly Furtado because I do think yourself and Fred must have a private WhatsApp conversation going because Fred only quoted Nelly Furtado the other day and he said that she she did like Slane. Did you know this? Uh, no, so I don't think I did. Slane, 
Yeah, she did Slain. And this was when, you know, when Nellie, like, obviously we knew her from I'm like a bird, but she kind of, this other songs were a bit edgier. Do you remember her other songs were a little bit more, um, you know, like Man Eater and all that. Like they, they were just a little bit edgier. Yeah. But apparently in Slain, she was so, I think that it was, it, it, Fred was saying that he was there and she was going through all the like, you know, Man Eater and Promiscuous and all that kind of crack and Broken Strings, all those songs. And then everyone's like, come on, just get to the fucking, it's like a bird. And then everyone's just standing there and finally she's like, okay, fine. I'm like a bird and everyone's like, I only fly away. <laughs> it's like, you know, when a performer says to you, I'm going to play some new stuff and you're like, don't mm. play, wheel out the fucking hits. That's what I'm paying you for. Oh, Nelly Furtado. But she was, I mean, I, do you remember turn off the, turn off the light, turn off the light. You know, she was kind of doing all that kind of crack and everyone's like, just play the bird song and let's all get on the bus and go home come on Nelly Jesus I didn't realise I was opening up such a can of worms bringing up her name there Ah, did you like Nelly? no okay well that's (laughs) a bit of a conversation on cul-de-sac no but she was one of those people where you didn't like her I had no plans to buy any of her music but like if it was on the radio I would have a little sing along to it you know she's one of those people but like I never never knew anyone that was like a big Nelly Furtado fan I don't know if yeah must have been but I mean, obviously, she must have been big if she was playing same, but I know what you mean. Like, do we know anyone who actually bought an Ellie Furtado album? Anyone who actually gave, handed her over some cash, like? I mean, I think, because it, it's funny, there were two Nellies floating around then in the early noughties. I think we'd all kind of, I mean, if the other Nelly had been playing Slane, <laughs> we all would have been there. It's getting hot in here. That would have been a good one. Oh, how much fun would that have been? God, that was a real song. Like, you remember when you were out, when you were younger, if that song came on, that was the song, cue somebody grinding up behind you that you didn't know, wasn't it? It's like, what what do you actually think is going to happen here? Do you think I'm actually going to start taking off my clothes now because of this song? Is that what you think is going to (sighs) happen? Yeah. And I mean, that was in the bad old days when on more than one occasion, a guy came up to me in the childhood and just grabbed my breasts. And I can remember one of the guys, um, he worked as a chef in uh, in like a cafe in Dingle. And I can remember he grabbed my breasts and I was like, what are you doing? But it was it was to that song. It was to Nelly. It's getting hot in here. Like generally bad shit went down when that song I came know. on. It was just a case of hit the loo because <laughs> this is not going to be good. But I went in a couple of days after and he came out from the kitchen. He was like, I just want to say I'm so sorry about the other night. And I was like, oh, yeah, when you grab my breast. But again, this is like the early naughty. So I was apologizing to him. I was like, no, I'm sorry you grabbed my breast. And then he said, look, I tell you what, what are you getting for lunch? And I was like, I was just going to get a sandwich and a tea. And he's like, the tea's on me. I was like, you're not even going to give me the fucking toasted sandwich. Christ almighty. What it's was- getting hot in here. But it wasn't his fault, Emma. He's just a man. It was Nelly's. Oh, do, you remember, um, do you remember Sex on the Beach? Do 
that was a bit oh, of a controversial song. <laughs> and I went um, to the Gwaeltacht. It must have been before my junior search went to the Gwaeltacht. And we used to do, you know, the way they do these like little talent shows where each house would have to get up and sing a song in Irish. And uh, one of the houses, it was one of the boys' houses. I don't know whose idea this was and why they decided to carry it through. But they sang, this is a whole load of like, you know, 14-year-olds. Majority of them were like 14, 15. And then a couple of older boys maybe uh, who were like 16. And they sang, (laughs) they got up. (laughs) And they sang, Gnais, Air and Tra. And oh, listen, was everyone so, take Canaeus there and troll. It was so bad, but the only dance move they did was where when they sang Canaeus air and troll, they do a movement like they were thrusting forward. So, like, all these spindly little children. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't I know what every- they thought was going to be the outcome of that song, but it was like it was so bad, and they actually—I don't know who, obviously, like the moonshores that were in charge or whatever—they ended up closing the curtain on them, like they they boy they boycotted it. Okay, that's when you know shits shits really hit the fan when you close the curtain. Yeah, they closed the curtain on them. And then oh, I yeah, used to hate that. being a moon tour. The, the so the Ganeas there and try. You see, I know what you mean. Like, what was their thought process behind that? And what I always loved about being a moon tour on these little Guelto courses, like the boys, you, like they they would have had such crack with that because they'd have had to practice that in their gaff. Yeah, and getting this, getting the dance right, like. It's just, it's, so much has gone into that. That's what I love. It's the backstory. Yeah. Whose idea was it? Who who got behind the idea then? Who made up the dance routine? The practicing, the translation. <laughs> so I'm like, <laughs> so many questions. But you see, you get away with it in the grave because all you have to do is throw father on it. And suddenly you're playing by the rules. Like you could be up there singing, I want to talk about, what was that one? I want to talk about sex, baby. I want to talk about you and me. I remember one time a girl's house did that one. And sure, what can you say? The only rule we've given them is it has to be an Irish. Yeah, my friend's house, they did one where they did a routine to some um, Wrigley's chewing gum ad that was on TV on the time. I think it was Juicy Fruit. So what they did was they picked the smallest girl in the house and they gave her a queen's chair. And they all kind of did this dance where their arms went in and out. And then the queen's chair uh, collapsed and they fell into a pile of chairs behind them. And the curtain was pulled on that, but that was because somebody had been injured. Oh, my God. You know, once I I, uh, I actually let the kids play musical chairs oh. with this other teacher. I don't know what we were thinking. We were just like, we need to kill this half an hour. So we said, because you see, you're there in a hall with a hundred children and nothing. There's maybe one pack of cards. Like their phones are not allowed. There's no screen. There's one pack of cards, one game of Connect Four. It's raining and everyone's got a chair. And you need to think of what do you do? Okay, what do we have? We have chairs Let's do musical chairs. Like there's only so much you can do with the chair. But a child actually did fall and he broke his nose, actually, the poor fella. 
God. did feel bad about that. Yeah. Yeah. I know that story took a bit of a turn, but it just, I just remember the time we were like, you're grand. He's like, I think it's broken. We were like, you're fine. Honestly, it's definitely not Brishta. And myself and the other teacher were sweating. So that's when we said, you know what? Everyone can speak English for maybe five minutes. Um, just to kind of, that was our payoff. Let's sort out this mouse. Niall's face, Niall's throne will never be the same. But let's, you've been so good today and I'm going to buy your silence with a bit of English. That's a good plan though. As you know, we are part of the Headstuff Podcast Network and there are loads of deadly podcasts on that network for you guys to tune into. And this is one that we think you might like if you want to check it out this week. I'm Connor Reid with words to that effect. How do the Victorians invent time? Where do all those pirate cliches come from? Should we all read romance novels? Why are kids so obsessed with dinosaurs? What makes the perfect detective story? What happens to culture and society in a post-apocalyptic world where everything has stopped? Words to that effect tell stories of the fiction that shapes popular culture. Listen now wherever you get your podcasts and at WTTEpodcast.com. You know what I was thinking of as well, Mrs. Were the old baby clothes. Yeah. Do you know with the boy clothes, they have so many pockets, don't they? Yeah, well, they just have little little man's clothes, really. Yeah, I was thinking about the pockets because I do think as an adult woman, I feel we don't get enough pockets, but then baby boys have a lot of pockets. What's the story with that? Like, what are they carrying around? I don't know what, oh, like, do you know what? I've spent a lot of the, a lot of this weekend looking at old pictures and videos of the boys when they were younger at Tommy's request Tommy has been mad about seeing videos of him when he was a baby and when him when he was a toddler I found even Shane commented like it sounds like you're losing your mind there was so many videos (laughs) of me with the boys and so they're both toddlers right and we're sending these videos to uh, Dada because the boys have requested let's do a video for Dada I I have and we're sending these videos and we're we're showing him toys and we're saying hello we're saying how how's your day and saying bye you know a long time saying okay bye bye and we're sending these videos to Dada who's not getting a chance to watch them because he's in work painting gaps <laughs> poor mama was just like but yeah. look, it killed it, it killed so, five minutes, didn't it? It killed five minutes, but like it oh the like the videos always end in like me having to pick one of them up into the chair or one of them knocking the phone out of my hand or it's just okay, all right, we say bye then, you know, because we've absolutely it's been like this podcast, like we've absolutely nothing to say. <laughs> I was gonna so say this just, kind of sounds like us. Yeah, so we just kind of go, okay, bye, bye, say bye now. Oh, you blow a kiss, and it's like I don't think at the ages of three and like two, Tommy and Joe were turning around to me and saying, "Look, after we've had these uh, rice cakes, 
can we just do a video and send it to dad? Like, it's not like he was really sending any videos back in return. You're just <laughs> sending people. Like, Joe was like, do you know who we haven't spoken to in a while, mom? Dad, let's give him a ring. <laughs> oh, yeah, actually, you have the phone right there. You're one step ahead of me, mammy. Yeah, no, listen, I don't know about you, Tommy, but I'd really like to check in with dad. Just want to make sure he's safe. Uh, would I'm you mind, pla- man? I know you had a lot planned, but would you mind taking time out of your plan and just maybe ringing him? I just want to say bye. That's all I want to say, ma'am. I just want to say bye. bye. And then you can hear just like Peppa Pig in the background and the camera, like kind of, you know, I pull the camera uh, back towards me to like turn it off. And you just see <clears throat> there's Emma yet again in her dressing gown. <laughs> Oh, well, look, we're all rocking the dressing gown these days. But it was just like, but oh, it, God, depressing. It is, but it is funny because I was thinking about the little boy pockets even today now when I went to town with Ted. Um, uh, so we went to town. Sure, by the time we reached town, because we're living in Brandon, Ted has basically jet lagged by the time we've reached Super Value. But I was <laughs> saying to Fred, I was like, at this point, I'm going to have to start keeping my keys in Ted's clothes. Like, it's the only place to keep my keys. None of my none of my clothes have pockets. Like, it is at the point now where I'm going to have to keep my keys in my newborn son's jeans. And, like, that's stressful because I often lose my keys. So, you know, that's pretty stressful, Emma. They're I, high stakes. I don't know why they don't, they just don't put any pockets on women's clothing. They just, I think it's I just mean, because they want you to buy handbags. How often, definitely the handbags, I think you're right on that theory. But how often, Emma, have you tried something on and said, oh, my God, it's got pockets. I'm buying it. Well, not very often because I don't seem to find a lot of things with pockets. Well, that's true. But it's just, it's such a rarity that when you do find something, you're like, listen, I'm going for it. It's just, it's a strange one. I just don't know what kind of valuables they're expecting Ted to carry around. Although he did get his PPS number this week. So we can get him out working. That's great now. He's got the PPS number. Is that going to be another tier where you, you disclose Ted's PPS number? Because there could be people out there that might need a loan of a PPS number for a little while. Well, sharing is caring. And you know what? I mean, at the risk of sounding like Joe Jackson, anything that gets you through. So if you do need a PPS number, please get in touch. Um, Ted Johnny Cook's uh, PPS number is available. We'll definitely put it on a higher tier, though. Yeah, definitely. But he needs to start paying his way, really, I think. Well, there's no such thing as a free lunch tag. Come on, like you're 10 weeks now. It's 10 weeks. 10 weeks. It's flown by. It does go fast, doesn't it? Like, it feels like it's never ending, but it does go, it actually does go very fast. Well, yeah, and he's double digits now, which kind of makes me a bit sad because I just, you know, in a way you want them to stay small forever. Yeah, but he's, he's, but look, he's not, I mean, that's not his plan. That is not his plan. Not Did you hear small. that they spotted a dolphin in Dingle Bay? Oh, and? But they came out and said, so, so we, we all got very excited because a dolphin was spotted in the bay. And then they came out and said, it's not fungi, which I just think is so cruel. Like we would have been none the wiser. 
why tell us it's definitely not funky? Just let us believe. Why wouldn't they let you, like... But I suppose they don't want to be operating under false pretenses. I mean, look, I guess honesty is the best policy, but, you know, there is an element of for the year that was, just let, let us believe that fungi lives. Sorry, what about, forget about fucking fungi. What about Miggledy saying he's going to get a pet pony? How crazy is this? So if you listen to Up Tonighting on the regular, which we hope you do, was it two or three weeks ago, Emma, you were chatting about Steo? It was, well, it was before he made his announcement anyway. That's for sure. I uh, Honestly, Emma, I it, re- it actually kind of spooked me a bit. <laughs> This is not the first time up to 90 has predicted the future. How are we not more of a phenomenon? I really don't know. And, you know, I've tried to downplay my gift. I have. Uh, But now I think I just have to accept it that I can predict the future. What was the other thing I predicted? There's been so much, honestly. You're just, you are my little resident mystic Meg. There was something else recently that I predicted and it it came to fruition. The pandemic. You said to me at (laughs) Christmas, you're like, Judy, something's going to happen and nobody's going to be able to leave their house. I did say that, I? was like, Emma, you're not not Patricia Arquette. We've talked about this. I well, I'm starting. To, I'm actually starting to think you are Patricia Arquette because between Steo and the pandemic. Now, I'll be honest. The day we were talking about Steo, like you know, sometimes we go off on tangents on this show, mm. and I was unsure. I was like, should I edit down the Steo content a little bit? But <laughs> given that, when I looked at editing it down, I realized we would be left with four minutes of a podcast. I yeah. said, I'll leave it in for shits and giggles. And people really got on board with the whole Steo thing. And we did get a five-star review from Sabina, Dublin 7. So I'm thinking that's where the inspiration came from. And Miggle D was like, you know what, Sabina, you're right. Let's go with the pony. Do you know what really annoyed me about that show that Patricia Arquette was in, Medium? Um, I know exactly what you're going to say. You know what I'm going to say. Every fucking time she's there, oh, I just had a fucking vision that it was actually the husband. He's There's something to do with the husband and the bin. And her husband would say, mm, I don't know, sweetie. I think you're tired or some kind of bullshit. And then a couple of days later, yeah, the husband hid the gun under the bin or whatever the fuck it was. It's just like, oh, my God, he never believed her like that and that was the main thing of the whole show it's yeah yeah I mean you would think when she was right the first time you might give her some credence the second time but you see that you're totally spot on Emma and I think it says a lot about how men generally respond to women saying I think I know something and they're like do you or have you just been drinking like but not, really but not only not only was she saying I think I've got a hunch about this she was employed 
as, from what I can gather, a full-time employee by the police department. This was her job. To solve cases. So not only was he not crediting her with having the powers, he thought that she wasn't able to do her job. Why did he think she'd been hired then? Every fucking thing she said, even if she looked at her watch and she's like, it's coming up to six o'clock, he'd be there going, I don't know, sweetie. What, and what did he yeah, do? Yeah, and I mean, the fact that something? some some grand designs bullshit for sure. I do like, and she would often have something akin to an air coat. Like she'd be like, I think this happened at a nine six. He's like, no, I mean, you're you're tiring yourself out. You're going to give yourself a headache. And she's like, maybe I'll just write it down. He's like, no, I mean, close the fridge. You know, you're 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 just you're overworked. That's what it is. Maybe you should say take some time off. He was constantly going to get her like drinks and stuff in the middle of the night. And now I'm thinking, like, what was in those drinks? I know the L drinks. I because it does that does remind me of the teachers' pet podcast. And when the hu- let's just say I won't I won't give too much away. But in the first episode, the husband makes a, her a special drink. And she's never seen again. So I would, I would beware of any drink your husband is bringing you in the middle of the night because it generally is not going to end well. Because uh, she actually, her character in Medium was actually based on this one called Alison Dubois. And she was in a Real Housewives episode because she was good buddies with Camille Grammer, who's the ex-wife of Kelsey Grammer. Oh, right. Yeah. And she was a complete and utter nut job like a complete nut job so they're having this dinner party and she's there smoking a cigarette and she has what do you call that thing that you put a cigarette in and it makes it longer cigarette Cigarette holder holder. (laughs) yeah uh so she's got a cigarette holder and she's smoking a cigarette at the dinner party and she's looking around the table saying things like your husband will never fulfill you you had kids to distract yourself from what is an empty marriage. Like just literally going around, just dropping grenades left, right and centre. She is insane. It's completely nuts. Sounds good though. Oh, it's fantastic TV. So and they end up having this like huge part, obviously huge, you know, it turns into a huge argument. But she's very unlikable as a character. I mean, obviously it's great TV, but I feel like I could never watch Medium again having watched the inspiration behind the show because she's just such a dick. Like maybe that's why the husband was telling her to shut the fuck up because (laughs) because she actually was a dick. It's he's like, you can't say that to people, Addison. This is a fucking dinner party. There is this woman around Dublin who uh, her name is Mary Tealeaves. Myself and Suzanne Kane was, were talking about it before. But I would sometimes get messages from people offering to do a reading or whatever. And oh, I just, I've like, gotten a few of those. Give it a rest. But like I've gone to those parties where you get somebody in to do a reading. And when I think back to it now, uh, I think it, this was like a few, like a good few years ago. I think it was 50 quid a head for like yeah, 10 minutes yeah. or something. And all it of mine was, was absolutely, it was all absolute like 
utter shite. But other people came out and they were like, you know, doing the thing of fanning the eyes and stuff. Like, oh my God, he's watching us. That was him. Like, you know, when the bin fell over on Thursday night, like that was, that was Granda letting us know he's here. It's like, was it or was it just another fucking, you know, storm? <laughs> I'm pretty sure that was Storm Nigella. I don't think that was. And why would he come up to your gaff and tip over your bins? Well, like, you know, he, in the words of Jerry Halliwell, he always liked the bins. Do you remember Jerry was always saying that about how she was getting the smell of a deep fat fryer so she knew her dad was with her? I don't know. Just insane. But you but see, that's what I'm going to but do. You know, that's my next career, though. I'm going to be well, a medium. But Emma, it has to happen, honestly. I mean, well, you know what? You'd definitely be better. Do you remember those ones who used to be on the Late Late Show and it was such uncomfortable oh. viewing? So they'd be sitting there saying, I'm getting an M. And somebody in the audience would be like, <gasps> and then, you know, they'd say, it's a my Mary, like reading the person's face for, you know, telltale signs. And they were always way off like way off in what they were saying. But I guess it's just that thing of like feeding off people's energy and people want to obviously be connected with someone they've lost. Yeah. and I, But I think I think if I'm going to do this now as my new career, there's two things that I need to do. I need to give the impression that I've poor sight because that was always a big thing. Because I think it was like people thought like, oh, well, she's blind. But it obviously means like her other senses work even better. And that's how she's psychic. So I think what I'll do is I'll whack on the Stevie Wonder shades. So people are like, oh, OK, something going on there. And then what I'll do as well is I'll uh, have quite a strong Nordy accent because nobody wants to say no to a Nordy. And I'll, I'll just... <laughs> Yeah, I'll just be, <laughs> and I'll I'll cut my hair really short. And straight away, you, you straight away you have more credibility don't when I? you cut your hair short. Yeah, yeah. I cut the hair short, whack the shades on, and I'll have to get a little helper with me as well because the one that we had, she had a helper with her who basically translates as a woman that went in the kitchen and earwigged and fed it all back to her in the sitting room. But I have a little help. Of course. You could be the helper if you wanted. I, well, obviously, like when you said I'll have to get a helper, I was like, I'm just going to wait for her to say like, obviously me. Who else would be your little helper? Don't say Ella. No, but if questions get too hard, you kind of pipe in then. So... Ryan, I'd have to say she was feeling tired. Yeah. So if, yeah, exactly. When Ryan says to me, um, and tell us, Emma, like, you know, things like lotto numbers and stuff like that. I mean, can, can you predict things like that? And I'll say, well, well, Ryan, the thing about the lotto is, and then you step in and say, Are you, I think it's getting a bit too much for now. Can we maybe take a break? That kind yeah. Of yeah, you'd start to quiver a little bit. Uh, no, I think, I mean, I think that's foolproof, really, isn't it? I'm thinking that's what we should do. I mean, I know we've spent and you're right. a long I time do think... doing this podcast and building it up, but like, let's just get where the fucking money is now at this stage. 
Well, I think there's nothing wrong with an L rebrand and it's not that much. You know, we started with the 90s podcast. I don't think it's that much of a stretch to end up reading Pam's on the late, late. You know, it's the natural progression, isn't it? And I do think I definitely I'm 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 a big I'm definitely in favor of faking some kind of disability because you know you do just presume the person has exceptional talent elsewhere. Yes, I think it's yeah, like a heightened sense. So you know, as you say, if you're blind and you you have this kind of sixth sense vibe, or you know they're deaf, therefore they must be really good at the drums. Like you automatically think they have to be exceptional in another way. That's how it works. Yeah. They can't just be kind of like just getting on with their lives and, you know, no. Speaking of the lotto, you know, we went to town yesterday and a bird shot on Fred's hand. Well, if he's going to... So we went straight to do the Euro Millions and didn't win. But like I've been saying this to Fred for years to stop picking up birds and squeezing their holes. I know he thinks it's gas, but like I don't know if the birds like well, it. Do they? I don't well look, I mean, Fred and the birds, that's a whole other conversation. Let's face it, that's a whole other tier. But why is it the same spot today? And birds a bird, it was the same bird, hit me twice in the back of the head. Like it must have been with a wing. But the bird followed me. So first of all, I feel something like a whack in the back of my head. And I said to the girl I was walking with, what happened there? And she was like quite casual. Oh, I think maybe the bird hit you in the back of the head. And I was like, okay, I mean, I would be slightly more alarmed. And then we proceeded to walk on and I got another whack in the head. And the bird is basically coming after me. Well, have you ever got a whack in the head from a bird? No, a, a bird has has pooed on my head before. I've never got a whack in the head from a bird, though. Are you not? Yeah, I didn't even know it was possible. Have you neglected the birds? Did you used to leave out breadcrumbs and stuff for them, and now you've just stopped doing that? Well. No, I haven't done that, but it's just I do have to laugh because I am naturally such a paranoid person. And you know the way I kind of operate from my default position is everyone hates me and everyone's like, Judy, don't be stupid. And then you go for a walk and a bird whacks you in the back of the head. (laughs) Not once, but twice. You know, it's hard not to be a little paranoid sometimes, Emma, is what I'm saying. Yeah, well, like, I mean, usually I'd be the first one to kind of step up here and tell you, oh, Judy, you're just being silly. But like, I think the birds are out to get you and they've obviously gotten word from somebody else that you are target Umro Uno or I don't know if it's a dead person who's been reincarnated into a bird and they're out to get you or whether a spirit has gotten in touch with the birds and asked them to go after you and finish you off. Well, I don't think it's anything I mean, to be worried like, about, but I think the birds are out to get you. Now, um, this week, we've got something very exciting planned, don't we, Emma? We don't. After consulting... Sorry, that's... that's <laughs> Retake. That's so, no, no, it's fine. Keep <laughs> in. That's just Joe and Tommy leaving the room there when they saw I was doing a podcast. They're like, and we're out. Um, yes, after consulting with our up to 90 WhatsApp group and it's just an organic conversation that always is going down. We said that we might do a, or that we are going to do a watch long 
for the Late Late Toy Show on Friday night. It's happening. Yes. So we're going to be doing a watch along within our WhatsApp group. You can, of course, join our WhatsApp group if you are subscribing to us on Patreon. For a mere $5 a month, you get exclusive access to this group of uh, gorgeous people. I mean, so far, the lols have been a plenty, haven't they, Emma? They have. And people were asking me today about extra episodes. Extra episodes will still happen there as well. So it's all kind of all within the one tier. Um, yeah. So yeah. if you want to join our Up to 90 community, you can find us, of course, on Patreon forward slash Up to 90 podcast. And I think this is going to be a bit of crack now this week with the toy show because so far, I think there, I think if I'm being honest, Emma, a few people in this group, they're a little bit too funny. Like we're supposed to be the comedians. Have, have you felt like that as well? A, a little bit. There's been, yeah, I have felt like that a little bit, to be honest. I'm glad you said it. Well, some people have been bringing it a bit too much. Um, so, yeah, look, it's definitely going to be a bit of a giggle. If you do want to get involved, we're there on Patreon, $5 a month. And it's always a bit of a laugh. Yeah. Can't wait. It's going to be good, yeah. And it's it's an all, um, there's like a tip jar tier, but the main tier is where it all happens. So you never really know what extra stuff. Well, we have it laid out like, but you know, there's always extra stuff along the way that you never know when it's going to happen because that's how we work now. But if you fancy joining like us, to keep you involved, on your toes. It'll, be, it'll be good fun, won't it? Do you know what I started watching? Have you watched The Undoing, Mrs. on Now TV? No, I haven't watched it. It's good. Have you seen an advertised with Nicole Kidman and Hugh Grant? Oh, I have, actually. I've seen it advertised. Uh, I've seen little bits of it um, from watching Gogglebox. It does actually look really good. I just haven't watched it yet. Yeah, I wa- I watched I watched the first four episodes. I think another episode is coming out this week. But I find with the Cole and the Undoing, so obviously it centers around this, you know, wealthy couple and a murder. Uh so tick tick. But ultimately, let's face it with Hugh Grant, he's just playing Hugh Grant, isn't he, really? Uh I think he's he, only ever really playing Hugh Grant. And I and I think a lot he he admits to that himself. I actually watched um a hard man. Uh, documentary the other day, you know, the company that did all the Wallace and Gromit and whatever, because Tommy mm-hmm. is mad for this stuff. And Hugh Grant was in it because he, he voiced one of the characters in one of their movies. And he was saying about one of the scenes or something like that. And he was like, um, I was actually going to involve some acting, like a bit of performance, which I usually avoid. So I think he's kind of aware yeah, of it himself he, that he's like, yeah, as long as it's not acting, I'll act. He's Well, he, he owns the fact that he's only ever playing Hugh Grant and he's not looking to challenge himself in any way. No, no. Which is fine. Yeah. You know, we all respect that. But I do find in this now, I have to say, I thought I'd love it. And I did sit down and watch four episodes. I did binge it. So I obviously didn't dislike it. Yeah. But there is a lot of just Nicole Kidman staring into space. And I do find with the, as you say, she's gone a little bit piddly. Um, and I kind of find the expressions are just getting more and more subtle like to the point where yeah. you're like okay this is we're literally now just looking at Nicole Kidman's face 
I'm not quite sure what the point of this is. So there's just a lot of shit, a lot of Nicole Kidman staring into space saying things like, I know my husband, that kind of thing. Yeah, because even like I can see a lot more now because she, you know, the way ages ago, I um, I got the old Botox. I tried it out. But to be honest, like it, it was grand. And like you definitely notice the difference. Like if you say to Shane, he's like, I don't notice a difference at all. But like I wouldn't really get it again, to be honest, because Would you, you do know because you do lose your expression. So like even though like I have a massive scrotum on me forehead, like if you get Botox, you can't move it. So you do lose like the expression. So I was like, you know, I actually, even though it looks good and whatever, I was like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't get it again. I would definitely get other stuff, um, but I wouldn't get about, like, I wouldn't get fillers personally, because I think that's actually where a lot of that pillowy face thing comes in. And I totally get it. Like, you're under huge pressure, especially if you're, I can only imagine if you're at that level of superstardom to look your best and whatever but well, do you I just start noticing just... everyone that has it or you can see like say Jennifer Aniston she she definitely gets something but I can't figure out what she gets because she still has a lot of movement so I'm like whatever the mm-hmm. fuck she's getting is really really good because it doesn't scream yeah, I'd, like I'd work say... but you know yeah and she's definitely had like some kind of fillers or something done but as you say She's probably a good example of someone that has had work done just enough so that you're thinking, okay, she looks good, but not so much that it's very obvious that she's had work done. And I suppose it is that kind of, it's a very, I suppose there's an element of, it's very hard to see yourself as other people see you. Yeah. I mean, first of all, as well, to check you on your scrotum forehead, you've been hanging out with me too long because... For, I think, the first two years I did comedy, I used to describe myself as a scrotum head. Like, there's nothing scrotum-esque about your head. No, there if is. If you take nothing away from the no, podcast no, no. today, I'm know not, that, Emma. No, but I'm, I'm not saying that as a, like, a self-deprecating thing, like, oh, like, me, my scrotum forehead. I have a very, like, expressive face. And if I'm, like, highly expressed, there are, I mean loads of lines on my forehead I know exactly what my forehead looks like when I raise my my eyebrows I'm just saying that that's what my face is like I have a really big expressive face so that like say when I got it I was like oh I just want a little bit and it looks good but like because I got so little and because my face is so expressive it really only lasted about I would say about six weeks and I was like, yeah, I think I'm just going to have to live with my face. But now, totally, people should get whatever they want and done to their face. My only criticism is that if it's distracting when somebody's acting, you may well, need I to think, rethink what you're getting done because well, your face is a crucial part of, of acting. Of course. Well, it kind of comes back to, you know, Maria Bamford has that great joke about somebody suggesting she get Botox and she's like, oh no, because I still use my face. Like there is a bit of that. Like I think they, you know, say for example, you and I, I think we both have really expressive faces. And the funny thing is, I, one thing that I do like about myself 
in relation to comedy is that I do think I can have, I can do quite an expressive face and I can do funny facial expressions and okay, you know, the flip side is the price I'm paying is that I do have quite, you know, furrowed forehead or I have eye lines, all the rest. But I think that that's kind of the price, the payoff that I pay because the flip side is, is that you have this ability to express yourself in a funny, amusing way, which is kind of part of the job. So with Nicole, what I found, obviously fantastic actress, all the rest, like brilliant actor, but I found in this now, you know, there's a lot of her just staring at a television screen or staring at a detective as he's telling her something. And the only thing really she's giving back in terms of response is just her eye movement. Like the face just remains the same the whole time. Right. Okay. So it's it does for me it does kind of distract from the story that's being told because you're looking at her thinking now she is stunning in it like the hair is curly red which I love the fact that she's come back to the curly red in this film yeah and you know she's absolutely beautiful she always does act I mean obviously the acting is always on point but I'm looking at her face and thinking this is a bit ridiculous now because nothing is moving bar. I think her eyes are darting from back side to side. Yeah. It's it it's it does yeah, kind it's just of a little bit too much. No, I I will say on that note, um Fred was in this very funny I don't know what it was called. It's something on Netflix, but it's some it was some kind of murder mystery thing where he basically oh, gets yeah. killed off. So he plays a chef. And now, actually, you see, this is a visual thing, so it's not going to work in a podcast. But you've met Fred. So this is back in the day where the hair is crazy and he's like in a white coat. So everyone's like, OK, he's a chef. And then they're like, OK, so this is the kitchen. blah blah. And then 10 minutes later, somebody informs the detective, you won't believe this, but we've got a murder on our hands. And the detective just happens to be hanging out at this restaurant. What a coincidence. And they go into the kitchen and Fred is lying on the ground. But Emma, to say it is the worst acting I've ever seen. So Fred one night was like, do you want to see really bad acting? And I said, do I? And then show me the scene where he's lying on the ground. His eyes are darting, Nicole Kidman style. They're darting from side to side. And he's smiling and he's just lying on the ground. And I'll put up, I'll actually take a clip of it, just a picture of it. And I'll put it up on the Instagram or something, because I don't know what director said, this is okay. Like God knows how many takes they had to get through for them to say, look, nobody's going to notice that he's smiling and that he's blinking. It's grand. <laughs> what, is, what is this thing? It's, do you know what? I must ask Fred what the, what the film is. Hang on. I'll, will I go out and ask him what the name of the film is? Yeah, ask him. It's like a short film. Here, I'll pop out. Um, oh, God, can't see a thing. It gets dark so early now in West Kerry. It's unreal because, you know, the way we, we have a little bit less light in the evenings than the East Coast. Oh, OK, yeah. God, it must be getting I mean, dark I early. Mean, obviously, this will be edited out of the podcast. It goes without saying this is not podcast talk. I just want to ask, right, it's something beginning with V. Hang on, just go out and... Sure, he's only faffing around with the baby. He could he could at least get involved. Fred Pet, what's that thing you were in where you play dead really badly? That 
Vexed. Yeah. And it's on Netflix, isn't it? Yes. It's, it's series three on Netflix. It's Ooh. series three on Netflix. Yes, yeah. And, and what, but is it a short film? It's a series, isn't it? It's a series, it? yeah, yeah. It's a crime, comedy crime, dark crime. Ooh. That's why I was killed off. <laughs> <laughs> Emma, you have to watch it. I'm going to send you the clip. I'm going to send you the clip of it. No, I was just talking. We were Damn. just talking about bad acting. Oh, yeah. And that scene where you're lying on the ground. Even Fred's pissing himself here. And you're laughing in it. And you're on the ground. And your eyes are moving from side to side. You're breathing heavily, yeah. You're yeah. breathing heavily. I don't think But anyway, look. It's worth a watch. Okay, nice. Um, but yeah, so there you go. I think that's about it, Emma Bear. So look to end, um, to end on an Anne Frank quote. What a wonderful thought it is that some of the best days of our lives haven't even happened yet. Hashtag stay positive. I've been GDJ. I've been Nicole Kidman. God bless. This podcast is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.